metal band Celestial Drift. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with my guy, the Icon. Check out sharpshooterfunding.com and get pre-approved within minutes. It is Monday again, ladies and gentlemen. We are coming off of a two-show week last week. As you know, Tuesday we had Diamond Dallas Page on with us. And you know what's crazy is Diamond Dallas Page actually was, you know, was actually, like, willing to talk about a lot of stuff. Diamond Dallas Page is not the kind of guy where anybody can just get a hold of him. Diamond Dallas Page is the type of guy where, you know, he doesn't want anybody else having his number. He doesn't want to talk about certain things. We were able to get a lot out of him, and I think it was a pretty rewarding interview. We got three on tap for tonight, so that's going to be pretty fun. Raw is nothing special. We're not too much there, so at least we'll have an interview show for you. Uh, But, again, check out sharpshooterfunding.com. Big shout-out to the Hart Foundation and the Hart family for linking us up here, and uh, we're actually going to have some of the Hart's on with us as well, and I'm sure Icon will tell you all about that. Uh, Icon and Granny Hulkster here with us as they've become mainstays on the show. Hello. Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, There's Icon. Okay, I wasn't sure if we still had your mic muted. There you are. So, yeah, it's another Monday, uh, another Raw is War Monday, and uh, I'm I'm really – I'm assuming, again, I haven't watched Raw. I'm, I have it DVR'd right now because I'm down at the station. But uh, I'm assuming that Raw is Alexa Blissless tonight uh, due to that shoulder injury, in which case gives me no reason to watch it at all. Uh, but let me ask you this, Icon. Did we say it? Or did we say it? It was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time before Ronda Rousey got a title shot. And that's exactly what's happening as the next pay-per-view, I believe it's called Money in the Bank, uh, is going to be Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Yeah, it is. And uh, the question is... We knew it was coming. uh, Yeah. Is Ronda Rousey going to win her first uh, chance out? And uh, uh, good news for you, Alexa Bliss is coming out right now. She is. She is. I'm sitting here watching it. I've got my TV muted, but she's coming out right now to the ring. Now, we, we knew it was a matter of time. I was leaving the ring for Bliss on right now. Well, I thought that uh, Bliss was going to be, you know, Bliss was going to get her rematch, and it was going to go back and forth, and I thought, you know, they were going to give Nia Jax her moment of glory with the whole anti-bullying thing and the big girls rule thing and all that. You know, size doesn't matter, whole spiel that they're doing. Uh, and then I thought Bliss was going to win it back. Because if if you guys remember, Bliss has been in every single women's title match, at least between Raw and SmackDown. She's been in every single women's title match, uh, pay-per-view women's title match since, I think, September. I mean, she, she has been a big, big factor uh, in the women's division. 
and uh, she's taking a bit of a break. So, I mean, it makes sense to give it to Ronda Rousey just because, I mean, who else are they going to have on Raw? But then again, I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be other women that are, you know, more qualified. I mean, you're going to pass up a Sasha Banks. You're going to pass up a Bayley. Uh, you know, you're going to pass up possibly both of them and maybe a triple threat type of thing. You you know, you're not going to give it to Mickey James. You know, you're going to give it to somebody who's been in the company less than a month just because of what her name is. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around why Ronda Rousey is getting the title. So, I mean, I know why, but I just can't wrap my head around their explanation for it. I feel like she's getting a title shot because she's Ronda Rousey. And she's probably going to win because she's Ronda Rousey. And I, I don't necessarily like that. I mean, there's a lot of women uh, who have put up a lot more uh, and, and have given a lot more to the company from a wrestling standpoint who I think are more deserving at this juncture. But, hey, you know, what, what are you going to do? That, that's almost like, ta- that's almost like taking uh, Conor McGregor Okay, out of UFC, putting him in WWE and giving him a, you know, giving him a title match in the first month. I mean, that's pretty much what this is like, and it's just, to me, it, it just doesn't make sense. I don't think she's ready yet. Well, um, well, I think it's, uh, well, you know, it is a little too early, but I think what's going to I, happen. Very early. I don't think, I don't think Ronda is going to come out with a win in this one. Um, you don't. I don't. I think what they're going to do is they're going to set it up for, uh, you know, for a feud uh, for the title and make at least one title relevant because all the other titles seem to not be at the moment at all. Well, is this is this going to be one of those things where, you know, we saw uh, at the end of the WrestleMania match with Charlotte Flair and Asuka uh, where they showed mutual respect and hugged it out and handshake and now they're buddies um, and it's going to be a one-off? Or is this actually going to be a rivalry? Because think about what you have to do here. I mean, I've been watching WWE Network, and I've been watching, you know, going through from, like I said, from 97 all the way through current. And I'm looking at some of the storylines. WWE's never been afraid to, you know, get intense and get personal. And I'm watching the one where, where you know, Randy Orton attacked the McMahon family. This is in 09. I'm watching and, uh You know, some of the things he said. And some of the things he did really heated up the rivalry a little bit. And I just don't know if Ronda is going to want to be put in a position to be able to be the competitor for Nia Jax. Because in order to do that, she's going to have to fat shame her. She's going to have to turn heel. She's going to have to make fun of, you know, the Nia Jax size or the Nia Jax, you know, uh, uh, image. And, and that's what Alexa Bliss did so perfectly when she said, you know, called, you know, referred to her as Shrek lumbering through the airport and called her, you know, uh, a hyperactive turtle and all this other stuff that she was that she was talking about. I don't think I don't think Ronda Rousey's ready to have the same kind of heat that Alexa Bliss has, and quite frankly, I don't think she can pull off that that bratty persona. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Let's just I just hope that they don't screw it up. You know, I hope they don't uh, uh, turn Ronda Rousey's career like they did, say, a Roman Reigns, you know, or John Cena's. You know, I hope uh, they they make it worth our while, you know. And, I mean, I, 
I get it. I, I get it, but it's just for me, you know, you've got so much in the women's division right now. You've got, you know, the riot squad. You've got um absolution, I believe they're called. Um, I mean you've got these women's stables that have women that are, you know, highly qualified to make a run. And now SmackDown on the other hand is just a joke. I mean, Carmella, I mean, come on. Um, but on the, I mean, on the raw side, you have a lot of women and, you know, Sasha Banks could, could do it again. Bailey could do it again. Um, you know, Mickey James might, might want one last crack at it. You know, I, I just, right now, don't get me wrong. This is nothing against Ronda Rousey, but I just, it doesn't make sense to me. I just don't think she's ready. And I don't think she's not only is she not ready for a title, she's not ready to become the heel that she needs to be in order to, you know, pull off and the driveway and make it believable. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what how they how they handle it. Uh, but uh, I don't um, I don't know. Um, so we shall see. Um, Kevin Owens almost uh, almost became the IC champion. That was that was very close. Seth Rollins pulled that one out. Um, but and and again, those of you who haven't watched Raw yet, spoiler alert. Um, but that's that's what happened. Um, but yeah, I, I mean overall, other than that intercontinental match and uh, this whole Ronda Rousey feud thing with Nia Jax, there really hasn't been much to miss. Uh, I mean, much to see rather uh, on Raw. It's been a pretty you know lackluster show as usual. Um, but the one thing that's not a lackluster show is this one here. It is Attitude Era Live, and uh, according to the icon, he told me off the air, uh, we have three guests here tonight. Who do we got with us? Well, uh, in about uh, four minutes, we're going to have uh, Chris Silvino. Uh, uh, and then we're going to have Tim Storm, and then we're going to have the Murphy Boys. Uh, they uh, they just won the tag team championships, so they're going to be on with us. And I do have. We uh, might be having. Well, we might. Well, huh? before you get to that, we might be having a surprise guest caller as well. Uh, Granny Hopes to inform me off the air. I don't know if you were on yet. Um, remember, you went off and then called back. I don't know if you heard what she was saying off the air, but we might have a uh, very special guest calling in during the Tim well, Storm as well. Granny, Granny is very excited because I, I, I told my friend that may be calling in um, because he is actually going to be part of a big six-man tag team match that Tim Storm is going to be doing at a show this weekend in Hot Springs, Arkansas for CWA Russell Rays. Now, I've known Tim Storm for several years. He is a personal friend of Granny Hulkster's. I love Tim Storm. He is one of my favorite wrestlers ever of all time. So I was very excited when I found out that he was going to be a part of this show tonight. I mean, I love Tim Storm. So. And uh, Well, there we go. Know, uh, uh, I also uh, have some good news for you. We're also going to have some more uh, celebrities coming on with us in the future months. Who uh, Because we're booked out from now until February. You know, I, I'm trying. I know you guys don't like three guest shows, but I got to fit them in as we can get them. Uh, so. Well, yeah, you got to uh, do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, we are going to have a uh, a big time wrestler, Manny Fernandez, who's going to join with us. Uh, he, okay. Um, he used to be tag team partners with Rick Rude, so he's going to talk to us. Uh, we're nice. going to have uh, uh, Robbie Wolf on the show with us. Uh, you probably heard of him from the American Pickers. Uh, he's going to be on the yes. show with us. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. I, I love that show. American Pickers is uh, yeah. one of my yeah, favorite shows. Be, 
Yeah, which may eventually uh, uh, hook us up with his brother uh, and Frank Fritz. Is he the tall, skinny one? Is he the tall, skinny one, or the? He's the tall, skinny one, or the, or the short, stocky one? From here? He's the he's the tall, skinny one's brother. Okay, uh, the brother of the tall, skinny one. Okay. Right. All right, and also the good news. Um. Also. You, you gotta find it here. You gotta have your notes in an easier spot to find. Right. He's leaving this in suspense. <laughs> yeah, I and, guess so. And uh, we're eventually gonna have um um uh, Sherwin Linton on with us. Okay. Okay. Now, when are we getting when are we getting the hearts again? Uh, uh in a couple months. Couple months, okay. And, and which hearts are they? Uh, Bruce and uh, Bruce and uh, I can't remember. Oh well, we have at least Bruce, uh, which is which yeah. is awesome nonetheless. Um, right. We had him before. He was he was a great guest. Uh, you know, very informative. Yeah. Talked a lot. Cool. That was yeah, that was so, that was great. Uh, yeah, so so um, Icon, let me uh. Let me ask you this: um, Are we, when we're doing these these, are you still having these wrestlers approach you, or are you are you yes. reaching out that uh, that olive branch? Yes. Okay, so, so they're they're contacting you. Beautiful, beautiful. Right. Um, but yeah, raw raw overall has been meh, very. Bland, very boring, very whatever. So, uh, what we're gonna do is instead of talking about Raw, because that you know, as you know, we, we you know, we usually complain about Raw for the first however long of this show. Uh, because we have a three guest show on tonight, uh, we are going to get right into that. The intern has signaled a thumbs up to me, which means we have a caller on the line. So I'm gonna patch them through real quick, and then I'm gonna use the little boys' room, and then I will be back. But I kind of gonna let you do your thing. With our first caller. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is our first combatant of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy gives new meaning to the word wrestle in the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you Chris Silvino. Hey, this is uh, Chris Silvino. Hey, man, how's it going? Good. Um... Did somebody say you guys were doing this interview from the restroom kind of podcast? No, no. He said he had to run to he had to run to the restroom. No, he had to go to the little boys' room. Oh, okay. But we're not actually live from the little. No, boys we're. Room. I mean, I mean, I can do it from. I haven't gone yet. I can, I can do it from there. It might be a little echoey, but I can do it. Yeah. And my my brother-in-law did a podcast, referee Chris Sharp, one time, and. Uh, it was really echoey, and the interviewer said, are you in the bathroom by chance? And, yeah, he totally got caught doing a number two in the middle of the podcast. So if you're listening to that <laughs> nice, podcast, nice. Well, if you hear any groaning noises or whatever, uh, if you hear any groaning noises or whatever, I will try to mute the microphone. Um, but uh, but hopefully we'll, hopefully I can contain it. But anyway, Icon, I, I am going to go do that now. I'll be listening to you now. I will be back uh, once I feel better. So I'll be back. Okay. So, so now that we've introduced you, we like to uh, we like to let our guests uh, tell us a little bit about themselves. So we'll let you go ahead and do that. Then we'll ask you uh, some questions. Sure. Well, 
Excuse me, I just got And if you could talk a little lower, it's hard to hear you. Talk lower? No, talk a little louder because we can hardly hear louder. you. Louder. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I have kind of like a raspy, like, smoker's voice, even though I don't smoke. Um, yeah, I'm just leaving wrestling training right now. I teach wrestling classes a few days a week here in Clearwater, and I'm currently eating strawberries and grapes. Uh, my name is Chris Silvio, as you guys know if you're listening to the show. And I've been a pro wrestler now for about 17 years. And um, I've wrestled quite a few places, many different states, cities, countries. And uh, right now I'm just all over God's green earth, as Harley Race would say, um, and teach along the way. Um, one of my biggest passions right now is coaching and kind of bringing up the next crop of athletes, um, just kind of giving, giving back to the business and keeping the cycle moving forward. Okay. Yeah, that's, so that's now, uh, how often do you do your training then? How often? Yeah, how often um, do you do training? Right now, I'll usually train students maybe three days a week. And then I also have a, a seminar business. So for any potential wrestlers or uh, you know, people already in the business out there, um, on Facebook, please check out Chris Silvio's Superstar Seminars. I uh, keep I do at least one a month. Um, some months are a little bit better where I'll do a few. Um, my next one's actually May 26th uh, near, in Ridge, Maryland, near Baltimore, with crab wrestling. Um, so I usually like to do, you know, real nice, like, day camp. So I can have time to spend with all the guys and, um, you know, help out as much as I can. But uh, if I'm not on the road wrestling, I'm either hanging out on the beach, playing my guitar or my sweet-ass brand-new ukulele, um, or I'm training people in the art of wrestles. So when you uh, when you're uh, out wrestling, uh, is there uh, is there one main company that you wrestle with, or uh, do you uh, wrestle with several? Man, right now I'm like the definition of a journeyman. Um, I travel so much and to odd locations. Like uh, over the last twelve months, more than half of my work has been in Europe, um, UK, Sweden, Scotland. Italy, places like that. So it's kind of hard when I'm going overseas so much to establish a lot of regular promotions um, in the U.S. So, I mean, I have a few, like, Pro Wrestling Freedom um, in Indiana. I'm there at least every few months. Um, I, I still consider Ohio Valley Wrestling, which is the place that I got my start in my career, um, got my first big opportunities. I still consider that kind of a second home. I work there when I can. Um, Vanguard Championship Wrestling near Virginia Beach, Virginia is actually a promotion I started with 17 years ago, and I just started going back and wrestling for them. Uh, Elevate Pro Wrestling in uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana. There's a few of those that when I am in the States, I'd like to make their shows as often as I can, but otherwise, man, I go where there's a ring and fans that want to see wrestling and where I can do my thing. It doesn't really matter to me. I'll do it in Kuwait. Sicily, Mars, you name it. All right. Yeah. There you have it. So yeah. So uh, when you uh, when you uh, decided to uh, uh, start uh, traveling and everything, uh, what was uh, what was the main thing that you uh, wanted to do? You know, we always talk to uh, 
we always talk to different wrestlers about, uh, you know, being independent. And, uh, you know, we know that WWE is the big show and everything. Uh, have you ever been approached to them? Have you ever wanted to try out with them? Or is that something that you well, want to just stay independent where you can control your own destiny? Well, everybody wants to work for WWE. And um, I've, I've done a few matches for NXT. Um, I had two matches with them last year. Um, and it went really well, and it's a good experience. And um, I've still remained in, in uh, regular contact with them. Um, but in the meantime, you know, I, I, I can't just sit around at home waiting for, you know, WWE to come along. A lot of guys will get a look, and a year, two years, sometimes even three years later, they get picked up. So um, instead of just kind of sitting back waiting to get this job, um, you know, I'm off doing my thing and making my own, my own way in the world. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to travel so much is, A, I, w- I always wanted to make a living as a wrestler. It's what I love to do. And a lot of indie wrestlers, um, you know, unfortunately, there's sometimes there's not that much money involved in it. So you have to do other things to supplement your income. But I put, uh, you know, I put together a marketing plan and a business plan that has allowed me to, you know, travel and make a living wrestling and coaching um, to where, you know, I can actually do the things that I was, I feel like I was put on this earth to do and enjoy my life a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe one day when I'm not as, as limber, I might have to consider another line of work. But, uh, but for right now, I'm, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. And, uh, you know, I, I make no bones about it. I want to be on the biggest stage possible, and I will be on the biggest stage possible. And in the meantime, I'm just going to keep killing it wherever I go. All right. Uh, so, what was it? What was your tryout like? I mean, it's it's like going to work. You, you show. Sorry, my alarm's going off. Um, you show up. You talk to everybody. You meet all your coworkers, and you meet the staff. And polite, you ask what's needed of you. You do what's needed of you to the best of your abilities. You follow up. Um, it was a cool experience. I know a lot of guys are intimidated by some of the larger companies, but I mean, I, I've worked quite a few, uh, you know, times in Ring of Honor. I've worked several times with Impact Wrestling, um, WAW in the U.K. So being at larger companies, is, you know, isn't something that I'm fearful of. I'm pretty, you know, pretty relaxed in that environment. A thing like, you know, NXT, of course, when Triple H is watching you and you got guys like Shawn Michaels there, you get a little bit nervous, but um, it's just you're trained. I've been doing this 17 years. I'm trained at it. I know... I know what I'm doing. I'm learning every day to add to my skill set, but I'm comfortable in a ring and wrestling environment. So um, for me, it was, it was like another day at the office, but a much nicer, shinier office with a, a lot of potential. Well, yeah, and, you know, it, was, it, was, it had to have been cool to do that. Uh, so now is it, is it one of those things that uh, they said that after you tried out that, you know, you'll eventually call you or, uh, you know, you uh, – or you don't care if they call you back or not? Um, I mean, I, I can't really dig too deep. It's a little bit business. Um, as far as do I care, absolutely. Um, you know, I can't really speak too much to that at the moment. Um, but all I can say is uh, it, it went well for me. And, um, you know, I, I keep in regular contact with uh, the people of interest that I need to contact. So we'll just leave it at all that. Right. Yeah, because, you know, we have heard, 
so, you know, we've heard from, you know, other, uh, you know, like I say, other wrestlers, uh, you know, that had been with the WWE, and when they get there, you know, the WWE basically controls, you know, what they can do and what they can't do and who they can talk to and who they can interview with. Uh, my question to you is, uh, when you get to the when you get to the big time, you'll still consider us friends, and you'll still be willing to talk to us when you get to the big uh, when you get to the the big pond. Yeah, as, as long as the uh, as long as the boss that signs my check is cool with it, sure. I got you all day. Now, what uh, do you have any big events coming up uh, that you want to talk to us about? That you can tell us about. Yeah, actually, um, I'm getting ready to do, uh, this weekend I'll be in uh, Fort Lauderdale at Platinum Pro Wrestling, um, which is a, a pretty good um, independent promotion in Florida that I've I've worked with a bit here recently. Um, the following week I'll be in Richmond, Virginia, my hometown, um, for a really big show. I used to promote uh, Richmond very successfully. I promoted wrestling there for about seven years in the earlier part of my career. And we did great business and really turned, like, a Lucha Libre culture out of the city of Richmond um, in Virginia and, you know, just uh, created a really cool thing. Um, But actually, I'm coming back there to do a show on May 25th, and there's not that many wrestling shows that come through Richmond. Um, So I'm really excited for that. Um, The following day, I've got the seminar in, uh, in the Maryland area of Ridge, Maryland, I believe, for Crab Wrestling. Then uh, June 2nd, a few days later, I'm in England uh, wrestling uh, WWE UK star Joseph Connors, um, who I think is one of the absolute top talents in England right now. Um, Hell of a a talent, works so hard. We share a lot of similar philosophies on wrestling. We actually bonded over a mutual love of Tully Blanchard, um, so we've been kind of cool ever since then. And uh, I put a short list together of guys I wanted to wrestle with this year, and uh, Connors was on that list. And uh, slowly but surely, I'm kicking that list off. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, then I'm teaching uh, Marty Jones, my uh, coach and one of my mentors in England, is running a camp with uh, the legendary Johnny Saint, and I'm going to be a guest trainer for a couple days there. Then June 10th, I fly out to Pisa, Italy. Um, where I will be working and operating a wrestling school called Squala Italian Wrestling, SIW, and I'll be there through the summer. So it's going to be pretty busy for me, man. I'm not uh, not screwing around. So it sounds like you're definitely going to be racking up the frequent flyer miles here in the next uh, couple months. I hope so, man. Now, um, when, you, uh, when you travel all these places uh, and you – work for all these different promotions. I was always curious, uh, do they call you or do you call them and say you're available or uh, do you have a manager that takes care of all that or how does that all come about when you go to all these different places? It's, it's a bit of both. Um, I currently have a manager um, in Italy that handles my Italian bookings because I'll be touring there all summer. Um, in the States, I, I handle my own stuff. It's a mixture of both. Um, I would say probably 60, 40, 60% of the people will reach out and you know, with interest in booking. And it's a lot of follow-up. Like, if you just want to get, like, an honest answer to, like, a day in the life, you'll routinely get messages like, 
hey, are you free this day, or would you like to wrestle here? And sometimes something comes of it, and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, most work comes off of following up. So somebody will send me a message like, hey, do you want to come to, you know, Philadelphia or wherever the hell the show is? And then, you know, I won't hear anything about it. And three weeks later, I'll follow up and say, hey, you know, is this something we're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, it's a lot of following up. There's a mixture of both. Like, um, I'm definitely not afraid. If there's a promotion I, I want to work with, um, you know, that I think has a solid product, um, I'll reach out to them. There's, you know, it's like anything else, I tell the guys I train, if you wanted a job somewhere, you're not just going to sit home and wait for Staples to call you or anything like that. You're going to send out applications. You're going to show up dressed nice. You're going to ask for an interview. Independent wrestling is no different. So anybody that's in the business or looking to get into it, just treat it like business. Treat it like a job and you'll get work. People ask me often, like, you know, how do you stay busy and make money doing this? You just you treat it like a business. You know, I'm a businessman and, you know, I, I do what I got to do to, to do well for the people that hire me and uh, word spreads of that. So if two people know that I'm solid and, you know, I do good work, I'm a nice guy, fun to be around and the word gets out. And, All right, I feel so, better. You know, <laughs> Great. Is this a PG podcast? Um, no, I, I mean, I mean, it, it is. Well, well, it is simulcast through through an FM station, but uh, okay. due to the Safe Harbor Act, uh, which is which is why we started at ten o'clock, uh, we can get away with a, uh, a little bit more. So you know, as yeah. long as um, as long as I'll it's not it. you know f bomb f bomb f bomb f bomb n word f bomb f bomb you know, we, we, as long as we're not doing that, then uh, then we're fine. Yeah, but. If something That's slips weird. or whatever, and I gotta hit the dump button, I can I can just block that one thing. But we're good. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, we're well, yeah. So basically, yeah, that. that's how it works. Yeah, I guess. So I kind of I don't know if you guys covered this or not. Um, maybe, maybe not. But uh, it was kind of hard to listen in the headphones while I was in there. But um, what um, what were some of your inspirations uh to to be involved in the wrestling business like how did you did you know when you grew up watching it or whatnot was there anybody you looked up to and said wow i want to be like them and maybe you've modeled your style after or just kind of take us through the journey yeah. how did you get how did you become a professional yeah, wrestler man. um i def i definitely grew up idolizing wrestlers i was born during the huge wwf boom in the 80s so when my first memories were watching Hogan and Savage and DiBiase, those guys on NBC on the main event and watching WrestleMania and stuff. So there, there literally has never been a point in my life where wrestling wasn't a huge part of it. Like even as a, as a small child, I wasn't like the normal kid. All I've, all I've really ever liked is rock and roll and wrestling. Um, so as a kid, I didn't play with like GI Joes and, all that kind of stuff. I had wrestlers and I played with wrestlers. I watched wrestling on TV. You know, there's other stuff you do. Like you know, I played little league and, um, you know, watched whatever cartoons kids watched in the eighties, but my life, you know, from an early age was always kind of centered around wrestling. Um, as far as heroes, my first hero definitely was Randy Savage. I thought he was just like the coolest out of this world guy. He, he was just so incredible and seamless in the ring and intense, and his outfits were always flashy, really bright colors. Um, so I definitely remember being drawn to him as a kid. 
And that's kind of when I started appreciating the heels, too. Um, you know, when Savage turned on Hogan and the me- Mega Powers exploded at WrestleMania Five, um, I really gained an appreciation of, I don't know if I kind of understood some of the art involved or I just thought Savage was cool. Um, and then my next hero was definitely Bret Hart, um, who, who was pretty much my guy, um, you know, so I was maybe like a young teenager, um, which was around the time that Bret was getting out of wrestling. Um, so I, I could definitely see in my style there are some homages to both of those wrestlers. Um, Terry Funk is another one that's been a huge influence on me. So if you kind of watch them, I don't think you'll find anything that you'll be able to say, oh, well, he's just ripping off this person. Because um, in wrestling, you know, you, you make things your own. But um, if you will sit back and watch my work, I think you'll definitely find similarities to them. Um, you know, basically, man, wrestling's always, it's always been my life. So once I got old enough to where I could actually uh, find a place with the ring that I could go to, um, I was all over it. I, I didn't really know about the indies. I was aware that something like that existed, but I didn't know you could just go to a wrestling school or you could just show up. Like when I got in the business, I just showed up at this show. I called it. I found out there was a promoter in Virginia beach and I just called him and he said, we have a show come help set up. So for six months, I just set up rings. I was maybe 16 years old. Um, I just set up rings and I would, once we got the ring set up, I'd jump in with the buddy and fly around and some of the guys would throw me some bones and teach me a few things. Um, and then I actually got about three months of consistent training, which wasn't the world's greatest training, but it was something, you know, and I learned some of the fundamentals and uh, pretty much started taking bookings about after training, about three months of training, and I worked pretty consistently thereafter until um, I got to OVW, and uh, that's really what opened the doors for me is training with Rip Rogers, mentoring under Jim Cornette, um, learning from Al Snow. Uh, I just, I can't thank those guys enough. They, they turned me into a performer. They taught me about, you know, what it takes to stay tough and get by. Cause it's a, it's a really tough industry to be in. Um, so I, I credit those guys quite a bit. Um, credit wrestler Mike Mondo, who taught me a lot about working, um, not just wrestling, but working. Uh, Victor from the WWE, he now wrestles in the Ascension. Um, one of my old training partners, he really helped me out a lot too as far as the working standpoint. Um, so I credit those guys. And, of course, i got to mention my coach in the U.K., Marty Jones, who I continue to oh, learn yes. from to this day. Um, you know, this so, is, again, 17th season, and I'm still, even though I coach people, I still have a coach. I want to coach because I want my game to be better every time. So how old were you then when you had your first match officially? Did you remember who was against uh, you? Can you tell us who was against you? Yeah. I was uh, 17, I think, and it was against um, a wrestler named Paradise who wrestled, um, who wrestled then as the Kamikaze Kid. He was my um, first tag team partner, one of my best friends. Um, he's actually now a producer with Impact Wrestling. Uh, does a lot of cool stuff with them. Um, did you guys see those final deletion videos with the Hardys from Impact? You remember those? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he he was one of the producers on those and had quite a bit of hand in making those as cool as they are. Yeah, that was my first match. Elizabeth City, North Carolina, in front of like, I don't know, maybe 30 people. 
right, and uh, one thing we do want to do here before uh, we run out of time, we've got about uh, 20 or so minutes here with, left with you. Uh, we like to have our guests uh, do a little promo for us, and basically what it is is, uh, you know, you say your name. Liner. Uh, it's a liner icon. It's a hey, remember yeah, that that's, ra- that's radio. Well, li- well, here's the thing. When, when we're talking to wrestlers, and you say promo, he's thinking he's got to come out and do a shoot, and you know, makes fun of somebody and get in front of a microphone. Like it's a little bit different. I mean, we're ta- I'm just telling you. Like I know some wrestlers are confused about that just just because of what a promo means for them. So yeah, it's a, it's a radio liner, basically. I guess. All right. Yeah. So basically, you say your name. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the Icon, the Big Swing. And Granny Hulkster, and uh, you can say whatever else you want. And uh, we'll, uh, if we have to do a couple takes, we'll do that, and then we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, I'll count down for five, and then we'll do it. All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. What's up? This is the psychedelic superstar Chris Servio, and you are listening to the one and only Attitude Era podcast with my friends, the finest podcasters in the land. Well, we can use that. Uh, you, you didn't mention her name. Yeah, I didn't so remember I all the we'll, uh... I didn't oh, remember all the same thing. All right. Yeah, so it was good. Oh, that's okay. Our, our egos are big enough, so we're good. We can always insert the names. <laughs> well, Icon, your ego is uh, big enough for, for all, all three of us combined. On the other side. <laughs> that's um, for sure. But I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, he, he talks in third person. I mean, what more do you need? But um, I but so sometimes yeah, well, yeah, I think well, he it's, forgets it's, it's, about it's, big swing. Sometimes I think he forgets that we're here. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, that's the that's the funny thing. He came up with because my last name. For those of you who know me through the through the sports show here in New York, um, you know my last name. But uh, my last name is Mick Swiggin. So he can't, you know, 100% Irish. Uh, great great name in college to have, you know. Yeah. But so so Mick Swiggin. So he came up with you know big swing, which okay, cool. I I get it. I get it. But um, it's like it's like I was given a nickname. Which which was kind of cool, but it was also kind of like, okay, well, I have a nickname, so you need a nickname. And I was like, ah, Icon, I I see what I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing. You can't be the only one with a nickname. I got it. But now well, my, my it, thing. It could have been worse. You know, the name could have been. No, no, it could have been very worse. I mean, I, I I've gotten called much worse. That that's not that's not the thing. It's more, it's more. You want me to refer to myself in the third person as well. That's that's interesting. Right. I I enjoy it though. I, I enjoy it but I can't I can't pull it off the way you can pull it off. Um well, but but I guess the the last couple things um that I have here I guess would be if you have to look back at all your matches throughout you know, throughout your career, is there one that sticks out to you, whether it's a win or a loss? Is there a particular match that maybe you had the best time competing in or left a lasting impression on you, you know, throughout, you know, the time or, or any anything really. Like, what do you look back on and say, damn, you know, I uh, I either wish I could do that again or I wish that never happened. It's really hard to narrow, like, in something like this because I've had a lot of matches and a lot of really good memories. Um, you know, there's been some downtimes along the way too, but it's kind of hard for me to just isolate one thing. Um, but a, a few that come to mind, um, one of my favorites from my OVW tenure was working with Cliff Compton. 
um, we had a, a really good cage match that kind of was a blow-off to our feud. Um, that was one of my favorite ones. Maybe my favorite match ever was a match that nobody will ever see with the exception of Rip Rogers' training class and the 100 people that were in attendance that night. Uh, myself and my former tag team partner, Paradise, we wrestled an hour-long draw tag team match against a tag team called the Mobile Homers, who now wrestle as the Elite. Um, Adam Revolver and Ted McNaylor, they're both at OVW currently. And, uh, the Mobile it Homers, guy, that's interesting. It was a good guy versus good guy match. We did an hour-long draw, and after sitting there watching us wrestle for an hour, um, the audience got up to chant for five more minutes. So it was just, it was really cool that we were able to, that's very hard to do. If you're not in the industry, you, maybe you wouldn't grasp it quite as well. Um, but having uh, two good guys wrestle for an hour um, is very hard to do and keep people's interest, let alone four good guys mm. for an hour and then have them wanting more. Um, so that, that Well, was you know, really I've, 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 I've noticed though, I've noticed though that, um, you know, fans today, they seem to enjoy and appreciate a, you know, a great wrestling match a lot more than they used to. I mean, you're, you know, high flying and you're, you're jumping around and you're, you know, doing moves and you're hitting stuff. And, and it's just, it's just a back and forth, back and forth match. It's going to keep the interest. Whereas like in the Attitude Era, for example, they had to rely on, you know, the, the gimmicks and the over-the-top intensity and the sexuality, yada, yada. Um, but but I noticed a lot of people now, you know, some of the best-received matches in, you know, the, let's say the WWE because they're really the only game in town, uh, some of the best-received matches uh, are, are some of the, you know, the cruiserweight matches or, or the Seth Rollins matches that are back and forth and whatnot, and uh, they're sending the move away from the shenanigans a little bit. So maybe that's why... Uh, you know, you were able to get the ovation that you did for a match like that because they they're they're actually respecting that nowadays. Yeah, but I'll agree to to a point with that. Um, the the fans today are really educated, um, and the more I travel, mm. like when I when I do some of these overseas tours, um, a lot of the fans have already done their homework. You know, they've researched what you do. Um, they they want to know more about you, so they. You know, it's kind of like doing a scouting report when baseball season starts. You want to know who's playing on your team. Sure. Um, and that's that's just one thing I, I really do sincerely love about independent wrestling mm. is when you get those crowds that they're there to see good wrestling, there's really no feeling like it. And you get a mixed bag doing what I do. Sometimes you'll get people that maybe got dragged there by friends or they're just bringing their kids. But there's those certain shows that stick out where they're coming just to be part of the experience. And, uh, and that's really cool. Uh, another well, they're also it also makes it easier for them to become educated too with the you know the smartphones and the technology and Google and things like that. Like it, it's you know back in the day in the, the Attitude Era when we, we they didn't even really have dial up yet for the most part. Um, they it, it was tougher because they had to believe what they were told about a particular superstar. Now you can say anything and they're just going to run to their phone and look it up. So it, it yeah it makes sense yeah. in that regard, but. Uh, I, I just think well, wrestling Indies, is changing. With the Indies, what, the, they can pick who they like. With the Indies now, they True. can pick whoever they like. So before, you liked whoever they, they were pushing on television. Well, now you got the internet and you got so many wrestling companies and streaming sites. If you're not digging, just throw a name out there. Let's say 
you're not a fan of Braun Strowman. Well, it doesn't matter because there's a thousand other wrestlers that you can watch at any time. Um, so I think that's a, that's a cool thing about the indies right now because there's never been a time where the fans can choose their favorites any more clearly. And what's turning the guys that are becoming these internet favorites are then getting television exposure out of it because that's what people are paying to see right now. So I think we're kind of in a renaissance period here of independent wrestling, as was proven with this all-in show that just sold out in 29 minutes and 35 seconds or whatever. Um, so it's, it's well, do you like, well, do you like where we're sitting now in wrestling compared to, like, for example, when I grew up, um, you know, I, I grew up right in the heart of the Attitude Era and right in the heart of the NWO TakeOver and WCW, and I watched both. Um, do you like where wrestling has progressed to now as opposed to maybe what it was when it became a, a household, you know, uh, item that was watched? Or, I mean, would you prefer would you prefer more showmanship and, and less athleticism? I don't know. Because I know everyone's, everyone's different on that. Yeah. Well, you got to do I, – I use the term contemporary. you gotta, you got to stay contemporary. But there's stuff that came before that, that still works and that you apply to your performance. So as a fan, personally, I would rather watch some of the stuff that influenced me. I love 80s and 90s wrestling. That's my favorite. So if I just want to watch something as a fan, it would be that. Um, however, the business has changed, you know, so you have to do things a little bit differently. But, like, for instance, in, in my matches, you know, I'll do contemporary things. The moves that I do and the bumps I take don't look out of place in 2018 but I'll take my time and do them in a way to get the emotional response that the guys I grew up watching, the Flares, the Bret Hart's, the Hogan's, the Savages, the Jake Roberts, they were experts at getting the audience emotionally invested. That's my goal out there. I could do a Canadian Destroyer on the same show that 50 other guys do it, but how I get the people emotionally invested in my match is what separates me from every show that I'm on and every performer on that show. So I kind of borrow those elements. You need it all. You need the theater. You need the drama. You need the suspense, the intensity. Um, you know, and then, you know, you, you do a, a style of wrestling that people that are paying the ticket money want to see. So even though I might like, you know, the Rock and Roll Express, for, interest, for uh, instance, I know I'm not going to go out there for 30 minutes and have a match that they would have had in 1986 because people paying money didn't see that. They'll go home and watch that on the network if they want to see it. So there's stuff you can borrow and apply. Well, I'll tell you what, that's, uh, we, uh, that is uh, really awesome. And, uh, you know, you've uh, really uh, shed a lot of good light on, uh, you know, the stuff that you're doing and what you're going to do. Uh, but uh, if uh, someone wanted to uh, follow you and keep track of you, uh, do you have a Facebook, do you have an Instagram, do you got a YouTube, what do you got out there? Yeah, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at the Chris Silvio, and Silvio sped, spelled S-I-L-V-I-O. I'm on Facebook as Chris Silvio. Um, YouTube channel on Chris is Chris Silvio as well. Um, I post a lot of my wrestling stuff, match clips, full matches, um, a lot of my music. Um, you know, I'm big in, in playing and uh, writing my own music. Um, so on my social media pages, you'll see a lot of that and. Uh, just different wrestling and art. Um, so, yeah, follow me. I'm very interactive on all my platforms. Um, I like, you know, I like uh, connecting with fans. And, um, you know, it's, as long as you're, uh, you're a cool person and you love wrestling, I got time for you. 
All right, and then uh, real quick here, uh, of course, uh, they knew that the uh, ego question was coming. Uh, the icon made you a cool collector's car. Was that not the awesomest thing you ever saw or what? It was. It was sweet. I'm going to put it in my den. And if you think you uh, you might be able to send us some autographs for giveaways, too, for our big December show? What's the, what, the December podcast? Well, well, what we'll do is we have a I have a big uh, show I'm playing in December where uh, people will be able to call in and they'll be able to get uh, autograph, uh, win oh, autographs yeah. of the guests that we have. And we're wondering if you could send us a few that we can give away. Yeah, send me out, send me out the info, and I'll see what I can put together. For All right, you I uh, I sent you uh, I sent you the address and everything on Messenger, so uh, uh, if you could do that, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out, man. All right, awesome. So I'll tell you what, uh, we know that uh, you got uh, training to do. I know that uh, you're going to do your 50 squats and your 100 sit-ups and push-ups and whatever you're doing, but we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us, and we do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was, uh, Thanks, buddy. Have a great night. Yep, you do. All right. Thank you. All right, see you later. All so, right. So that was, was, that was fun time. Yeah, that was awesome. So but, by the way, Icon, uh, I, I, I know I know you are probably going to say, Oh, my God, who the hell cares? But I'm pretty excited. Um, we actually, I thought, for some reason, after reading what happened at the pay-per-view, uh, I thought Alexa Bliss was out for an extended period of time. Uh, it just came across my news feed. I didn't want to interrupt the interview for it, but it came across my news feed. Uh, that Alexa Bliss actually, and again, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Raw yet, put your earmuffs on. Uh, but Alexa Bliss actually won the qualifying match for the Women's Money in the Bank here tonight. So Bliss yeah, is still did. fighting. So that, so, that, that, so, that, so that shoulder injury obviously is not too substantial, uh, which is amazing for me. So thank God I DVR'd it, and I'm going to go watch that when I get home, and, uh, you know, and, and watch Bliss win and, you know, maybe have some ice cream or something else. But Bliss, right. Bliss, then, is, uh, Bliss is is my favorite. She's she, she's awesome. And then uh, before next, I have a reason to watch Raw again. Right. I want to thank our sponsors real quick. Uh, MPX Fitness. Okay. Forty Nine Fifty Five, South, Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, give uh, Mariah Press a call seven zero one two nine three zero 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 two. She's going to be working out the Invaders on Tuesday uh, Tuesday night. So go check that out. Uh, Big Nick Sports Charge, 3902, 13th Avenue South, Park, North Dakota, 701-277-1989. Uh, if you're looking for the hottest rookies in fall, you want the best in gaming cards, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, you name it, he's got it. Big Nick Sports Cards, uh, the basement of the West Acre Shopping Mall in Park, North Dakota. Uh, Icon Enterprises, 701-205-8784. Uh, call him if you want to be a guest on the show, if you want to advertise on the show. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, give him a call. Uh, call in Guitar Man Kramer, 612-360-7021. Uh, if you uh, have some music you need put together, uh, you're looking for a great musician, give him a call. He's great. Uh, Tiny K Photography, uh, 24827-119th Avenue South, Fergus Falls, Minnesota, 218-731-2276. Uh, if you got a wedding coming up, if you uh, want to do a professional makeup uh, photo session, uh, a beauty session, give her a call. She's awesome. And Rice McCoy Photography, 270-775-2306. Uh, she's the best when it comes to taking action photos of wrestling matches and whatever you got going on. Uh, give her a call. She'll take care of you. 
And, uh, yeah, and, of course, sharpshooterfunding.com, owned by Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, the best, and now you have the rest. So there you go. So our next guest should be calling in here shortly. Um, uh, right now, while we're waiting, we have Elias in the ring, which is just a waste. And this is one we know we know that Granny is uh, excited for as well, or she mentioned she's excited for the next guest. Oh yeah, it should it's, be. Uh, it's Tim Storm, right? He's, he's, he's uh, the next. Yeah, of course. Storm, right? Yeah. There's yep. only so one Mr. Tim Storm. <laughs> so so. There's only one Tim stupid... Storm, and and he is known well, pr- as the perfect pr- storm. The perfect storm. See, probably a dumb perfect question storm. to ask, um, but but he's not related to Lance Storm in any way, shape, or form, is he? Not that I know of. Oh, we can and speak. Well, no, I, I, it's probably a dumb question. Also, I was watching WCW reruns uh, on the WWE Network, and you guys remember Glacier? Yep. Yeah. How terrible! How terrible was he? I mean, he was well, awful. I've been trying to get I'm, I've been trying to get him as a guest on the show, but he won't ever respond to my messages, so I don't know. Uh, he's he's awful. Uh, so, but but you know who would be cool? Bam Bam Bigelow would be fun. Well, Bam Bam. Dead, so. I, I love Bam Bam. Well, I know, I'm saying, but he he would have been fun. I would have asked him about his head right. tattoos and all that. I love, see, w, WCW, when I look back at it now, you don't give it enough credit because you think of Stone Cold, you think of The Rock, you think of The Undertaker, you think of Triple H, you know, DX, you think of all that, but you don't look at the Lex Lugers and the Macho Man Manny Savage and Sting and DDP and Goldberg and Hogan and NWO. I mean, WCW was loaded, Booker T. I mean, my goodness, um... And that's more to talk about uh, at the end of the show as well, because I want to ask you a question about the two, uh, those two rosters. Uh, I can't like, get a chance here, but we do have our second guest on, somebody that Randy Hoekster has been itching to talk to. So I'm going to patch you through, and we're going to go from there. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is our second combatant of the night. And there is a big storm brewing on the waterfront. Ladies That's and right. gentlemen, for all the wind, hail, fire, rain, all in one interview, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you Mr. Tim Storm. Hey, guys. What a great introduction. I like that. I may have you guys come out to uh, live events and do that for me. That was good. I like that. Now, tell me, was that not the best introduction? You know what? I'll jump. Probably. probably, I said, I'll jump on the play-by-play icon. You you, you can take the PA uh, announcing. I think we've got a gig here. Yeah, you you can be like Alberto Del Rio. You can have your own ring announcer. Hey, man, whatever whatever helps at this point, you know. Just trying trying to get out. Or you could be like... You could be like Armando Estrada, I believe is his name, uh, Umaga's guy. He's awesome, too. Right. Anyway, anyway. And don't forget about me, guys, because, you know, I, I, I could, I could like, escort him to the ring or something, you know. So, hello, yeah, Tim, by the way. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes the well, icon forgets about me, but I was so excited when I found out you were going to be on this podcast tonight. I've been kind of helping these guys for the last few weeks. But I was oh, so excited she, to find out you were going to be on this show tonight. Hi, Granny Hawks. You know what? She's, Hello. She's actually, she's actually kind of being facetious with you. What she really meant by helping us out was 
she's been carrying us the last couple of weeks. Her her back is is I mean she needs a chiropractor the way she's been carrying the show the past couple of weeks. So so that's what she meant to say. But anyway, no, I mean I I've been helping. I've been you know doing what Granny does best and. You know, and tell me, and trust me, guys, if you ever wanted to hear stories about Granny, Mr. Tim Storm could probably share some really good memories uh, that we've had over the years when TCW was running and everything. You know, I've known Mr. Tim Storm a long time, and I am not only proud to call him my friend, but I consider this man family. So That's absolutely true. Now that we've introduced you, what we'd like to do is we'd like to have our guests kind of give a little uh, um, a little uh, talk about what, what they are. So if you want to go ahead and uh, let us know who you are, then we'll ask you some great questions. You want, you want me to let you know who I am? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I've been wrestling for about 23 years, something like that, uh, actually from Arkansas, and uh, started trained in uh, Paris, Arkansas under Bill Ash and have been wrestling, I don't know, pretty consistently uh, for, for that time. And there was, I think, you know, there was a time about 15 years ago that I decided I was too old and time to get out of the business. And I took a couple of years off and decided it was time to come back. Uh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of things, done a lot of great, you know, it's fun things. I'm very passionate about the business. I love being involved in it and, in any way. And that's, you know, being in the ring is just kind of my happy place. Um, you know, I don't, I, for a long time, I kind of protected some things about my personal life just because I felt like that was the way the business was, was supposed to be done. And, uh, through the NWA and a series called 10 pounds of gold, um, we just kind of agreed to lay it out there. And so, I mean, so therefore I guess there's not a whole lot of secrets. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm an eighth grade school teacher full time. I've got you know a wife, two grown kids, and four grandkids now, and you know still still just as passionate about wrestling as I ever have been. And while my injuries seem to mount up, uh, I don't think my skills are diminishing in the ring uh, much at all these days. So um, you know I don't have any plans of of retiring anytime soon. Um, but that's uh, that's who I am. All right, so uh, you know you mentioned that uh, you're a teacher now. Do uh, your your students know that you're a wrestler too? Then they do. Um, okay. You know, it, it's one. Of, it was just a real. I don't know. I don't want to say it's interesting. It's interesting to me. It may not be to other people, but I, I this is my ninth year of teaching. And when I took the job, I actually took uh, the position that my wife uh, held as she moved into the administration side. So she had been talking to him for quite a while, you know, all of her students over the years about her husband, the wrestler. And when I came in as a teacher, everybody, you know, the, the students already knew, and it just kind of gets passed down from year to year. Uh, you know, they, I, on a daily basis, somebody will, you know, when my back is turned, somebody will say, hey, Tim Storm, or, or whatever, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a very, very well-known fact around the school. They watch videos, and I don't talk about it uh, much at school at all, because I, I want to be you know, I want to take my teaching job just as seriously as I do my wrestling. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm teaching U.S. history, uh, we don't need to be talking about, you know, who I wrestled last Saturday night, you know, in California or whatever, you know. So I kind of, I try to keep those two things separate. But, yeah, they, they know very well what I do. You know, because I think it'd be cool, you know, if, uh, uh, you know, if uh, like uh, one of your students, uh, their parents is a big fan of yours, you know, 
they might uh, tell their son or daughter, hey, I want you to uh, uh, get in trouble today, so uh, you'll send an autographed note home from the teacher so we can add that to your scrapbook or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I actually have, it, you know, it's, it's, it's weird to try to find that line, um, in public, I guess, because, you know, it's, it's not super unusual for somebody to, to recognize me. And the funny thing now is I can have, I had a guy in a store the other day that said, Hey, you're Tim Storm. And I thought, Oh, you know, he's seen, he's seen some of my matches or he's seen something. And I think his daughter was a student of mine, you know, and he just, she's talked enough about what I do and who I am as a wrestler that, I don't know that he knew what the line was. Uh, for all I know, he may have thought my name was, you know, Tim Storm as a teacher. I don't know. So it's, you know, it's it's just a, it's a it's an interesting deal for me. Well, you know, that's that's really cool though. I mean, you know, because you're kind of, you know, you have your, you know, you have your wrestling career, and then you're also helping teach kids, which is really cool. Uh, so, with uh, the current, uh, what is the current organization you're in right now? Well, my my primary focus right now and has been for the last seven or eight years is the National Wrestling Alliance. Um, until, I guess, uh, November or December of this year, I was the NWA World's Heavyweight uh, Champion and held that for over a year. Um, and it's been it, it's been a real pleasure to be a part of, uh, I guess, the rebuilding of the NWA under William Patrick Corgan and Dave Lagana as they try to bring the prestige of the NWA. Uh, you know, back to to where it was when I grew up. I heard you guys as 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 we started making the transition. You know, you guys were talking about you know WCW and all of those things. And and the truth is, is that the NWA World's Title was is the, is the great granddaddy of you know of every belt that that basically has been held. Uh, almost every organization has used it in some sense. Uh, you know, WCW used it. There was a program with with uh, WWF. Uh, obviously, with TNA, they used the NWA World Title for a while, and uh, you know it's the it's the oldest historical, most prestigious title in the history of the business. And uh, you know that was probably maybe you know well without a doubt from a wrestling standpoint, the highlight of my wrestling uh, you know career was being the NWA World's Champion. So, how many different titles then have you held in your uh, <laughs> I Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it, it, the easy way to say it is I've held major titles in every organization I've been in, um, and that's quite a few organizations. But I don't have a count, hundreds maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, and he's held a lot of all, titles, Icon. He's held a lot of titles. <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're you know they're they're all they all mean something to me, and they're all important. I mean, I, you know, Granny can tell you that with with TCW, that's that's an organization that uh, we got national national TV exposure, uh, international contracts. The, the product itself was just, uh, you know, production and, and talent just amazing. And I think it's overlooked in the big scheme of, of wrestling organizations. But, you know, and I held their world title a couple of different times. And, and that to me, that was very prestigious. And, and I think all those kind of things kind of build on themselves. Um, you know, you, you – it's kind of like anything else you do in life. You get an opportunity, and if you if you're successful with that opportunity, you get other opportunities. And and I think that that you know building up to what I like I said was was my pinnacle, my mountaintop of professional wrestling was the NWA World's Title. You know the the same title that Harley Race and Ric Flair and you know Steamboat and Sting and AJ Styles and I mean Lou says and all those guys held. 
it, you know, to get there, you have to prove yourself. And I, you know, I've been fortunate to be given opportunities. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a fairly big guy and I'm a very physical, I'm very physical in the ring. And, you know, I've just been given good opportunities and I think I've, I've made the best out of a lot of those. And, you know, all of those opportunities with all of those titles, I think led to, to what I would consider, you know, my mountaintop, which is the NWA world's title. Now, you know, we've, uh, we've talked to a lot of uh, professional wrestlers that, uh, you know, that have been on our show and, uh, uh, you know, everybody has a different opinion on. Uh, we all know that the WWE is the, uh, you know, is the is the the big show, the big game. Uh, have you ever had any tryouts with them, or is that something that you would want to do, or do you want to stay independent, or would you? Because uh, you know, basically, when you get to the WWE, they basically control what you do and what you what you can and can't do. What is uh, your opinion on uh, doing that? Well, you know, okay, let me – I think that just about any professional wrestler, and I know there are exceptions to every rule, but I think any professional wrestler that gets into this does it for a couple of reasons. And one is, you know, you want to make as much money as possible, and you want to be able to perform on the biggest stage that you can possibly perform on. And, and I think, you know, without a doubt, for the last eight or ten years, it's, it's been WWE. I, and I think anybody would want to do that. But the reality for me is um, – you know, you guys may not know this. I think anybody who's watched the Ten Pounds of Gold, it was kind of the theme of the, of the show. And I and I let me just let me plug that really quick. And I'm not world champion right now, uh, but it continues. The the you know NWA Ten Pounds of Gold uh, YouTube series is is very well done. And the first I think ten or twelve episodes were about my title reign. Um, but it's it's one of those things that. Anybody who gets in the business wants to perform on that stage, but the truth is for me is I'm 54 years old, and whether I wanted to or not, WWE is not going to look at a guy who is 40-something years old and, and uh, regardless of what they've done. And I had, I had several matches, uh, dark matches and TV matches with WWE, but to be honest, they were, they were all supplemental talent. Uh, you know, it was basically going in there and, and working some of their guys to make their guys look good. And, and I think I did a good job at that. Uh, that that's what my, when I, you know, that's when I went there, it was for an opportunity and there was some, there was some discussion um, that, that I that no contract came out of, you know, and I'm, again, I, I'm proud of those things. So, you know, those, those were all good opportunities. And I think the way you get better is, is taking those opportunities and trying to do the best you can in every situation. And I think I did that. Uh, and, and all of those, again, build to where I, to where I ended up uh, and it all benefited. So this, this event that you, uh, you just uh, told us about, when is that event? Well, yeah, the, the 10 pounds of gold is a, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Now, yeah that, that is a YouTube series that the NWA uh, produces. And, you know, as as the world champion at the time, the first eight or ten episodes, and you can find them all on the NWA. Uh, you can subscribe to the NWA channel and and catch up on all of those. And they continue with the with the current champion, which is Nick Aldis, uh, formerly known as Magnus, uh, with TNA. That's who beat me for the title. And um, you know, right now the that it's featuring the current world champion. Um, and you know, my my dream is not dead. I still hope to get another. Uh, another shot at that uh you know that's i think that's again that was my mountaintop at the time and i'd love to i'd love to get to the top of that again so so it's not uh, it's not so much an event 
Do you know when your next title shot might be then, or haven't, or you don't know, well, or do you have to wait? The way it worked out is I lost the title, and I, I think it was December 9th or something like that um, in uh, New Jersey. And, you know, the, the normally there's a rematch clause, and I had that rematch clause. But uh, I accepted a match for TNA Impact um, in an empty arena match prior to one of their TV tapings uh, against a guy named Joe Cephas, who he and I had built a history up together. And I lost that match. And the, the, the stipulation for that match was if I lost, that I gave up my, you know, he got my, my title shot. So um, at this point, I'm, you know, just like anybody else, I'm trying to earn that shot back. Uh, and I, you know, I plan on doing that. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't plan on stopping until I at least get another opportunity. So now, uh, are you going to have to? Uh, uh, do you have to like uh, wrestle a certain amount of people and get a certain amount of wins before you can get that title shot again, or how do they usually uh, work that? Well, it's not necessarily a number. Uh, you know, it's like I don't have to. I, it's not like I start at the bottom of a bracket and say I've got to win twenty matches or anything like that. Um, but it's more beating the right people. Uh, there's a rating system just like there is in most, you know, in, in most sports uh, where, you know, your top 10 guys and, you know, you've got to get it. You've got to, I've got to get back on that list and start climbing back up on that list and look, and again, and look for an opportunity. Uh, you know, I've got some, I've got some things kind of mulling in my head right now. And one of the biggest things is I have, you know, I had to get healthy. Um, being the NWA world champion is, is in, takes a real toll on you physically because you know you are you're on a plane or you're in a you know you're traveling constantly and you're you're facing the best that every organization can throw at you and on that given night you're getting the best that those guys can give you because you know uh, and again I, I and I'm not claiming that the NWA world's title is where it was in the 80s you know 70s and 80s when Flair had it but the prestige that the title brings with it is is the same because it's the it's, you know it's the history it's those guys who came before us so, you know, I think anybody out there would recognize historically what that title meant. And, you know, I think, you know, Billy Corgan has a 20-year plan, and we're, we're a year into it, you know. So we still have, there's still a long way to go for, for him to reach what, what, he has, what he has envisioned for the NWA. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's just looking for the right opportunity and cashing in when I get it. Right, and you know, and also, I mean, just being able to say that you held that title uh, with all the people that held it before you, and you know, you're on that list, you know, is is something in itself. Now, I know that uh, 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 Big Swing, and I know that Granny Holmes have some questions for you, so I'm going to let them go ahead and answer the uh, ask some questions, and I'll uh, and we'll uh, we'll continue. So go ahead. Guys. Okay. What do you got? Go ahead, Big Swing. Sure, I, I, see, Big Swing is pulling double duty tonight, so he may not even be uh, in the studio with no, us. No, he so. may not. He yeah, he may not be in the studio with us. Well, I'm here. Um, I really. I've been here. Oh, go go ahead, Big Swing. Go ahead and ask some questions, because I mean, now I've known Mr. Storm a long time, so you know, I'm, I'm going to let you ask him some questions. So. Well, I I was enjoying you know listening. I mean. Uh, you know, a lot of insight, and obviously he's been in the business for a while, 20-plus years. He had mentioned, uh, you know, that he was in it. But uh, I, I guess what I'm always interested in, 
whether it's talking to former WWE talent, WCW talent, or the independent circle uh, talent, how would you get involved in it? How would you become a professional wrestler? How, what, what made you decide, hey, this is what I want to do? Well, I think, you know, part of that is, you know, growing up where I grew up in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, um, I was yeah. very fortunate as far as, far as – Wrestling on TV, you know, while, while a lot of kids were watching, I don't know, Scooby-Doo or whatever, I was I planned my Saturdays based on opportunities to watch wrestling. And I got uh, USWA, you know, I got Lawler and all those guys in the morning. Uh, I got uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling in the afternoon, and I got World Class at night. So I grew up watching wrestling and being a big NWA fan and uh, just falling in love with, you know, with uh, the athleticism and the physicality of it. And and then, you know, I didn't start training to wrestle until I was uh, 30. So, you know, I got into it late in life. And, uh, it's just, I, I'm always looking for, I was always looking for a new challenge physically. And I've done a lot of, you know, a lot of different things athletically and I learned very quickly that this is, the most, this is the most physical thing that I have and the challenging thing that I've ever done. Uh, and it's still did you have any, uh, or did you have any pun intended here? Did you have any icons or any influences that maybe you looked up to that, you know, cause you said you watched wrestling. Was there anybody that you watched and said, damn, you know, I'm going to be like them one day, like that you maybe, I guess, modeled in your decisions. A- absolutely. Uh, you know, I think, and, and I'm, you know, I said I'm 54, so you know, I'm, I'm more of an old school guy, and so a lot of these, all these uh-huh. guys are gonna be classic guys. But I, I was a big, big Harley Race fan. Um, okay. I loved the. That's a good one. I loved the charisma of, of Dusty Rhodes. You know, my 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 first wrestling memory ever was Danny Hodge. Uh, you know, and but, you know, even in the, in the more modern era, again, it's not today, but. Under Undertaker and, and Shawn Michaels and all those guys were huge influences. I, you know, I think, and I wouldn't compare. I love Terry Funk. I wouldn't compare myself to any of those guys, but I'd also be lying if I didn't say, you know, I didn't take something a little something from everybody that that, that appeals to me. I, you know, when I'm talking through, when I'm talking today, uh, when I'm in a match and something's happening, you know, I still picture I still picture those guys in my head and what they were doing, and I and and kind of emulate that. I. You know, when yeah. I get excited, I, I see Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's when I start pumping my arm, that's what I'm thinking. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all of What about the, uh, like, the Ric Flairs and stuff? Yeah, I think I think Ric Flair, you know, obviously it was a different time. And, and Granny, you're going to be there this weekend, right? No, unfortunately not, dear. I, unfortunately, am not going to be at CWA Russell Rays, which I'm sure Tim's going to share some good information about that event. I wanted to be there, but no. Granny is very heartbroken because this is the first CWA Russell Rays show that I have actually missed. So, no, we cannot be there this weekend. But this weekend, uh, you know, Ric Flair is going to be there and doing doing, uh, autograph signing and appearances and those kind of things. And and I think – uh, a different time and a different era of wrestling, but I, I think Ric Flair is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And I know there are people out there that would say, you know, all of his matches were similar. Um, but, he, but you know, again, it was a time when he was wrestling 350 days a year, sometimes twice a day, and they weren't, uh, you know, you couldn't find those matches on YouTube. So nobody in the world knew he was doing some of the same things. 
Uh, I think I think Ric Flair has has to be a, he was one of the greatest NWA champions of all time. And I, you know, just again, I don't want to get on a rant, but I think anybody for any category, you have to be careful with the greatest wrestler of all time. The greatest what? The greatest big man? The greatest flyer? The greatest promo guy? The you know, but I, but I think he, without a doubt, he's he's one of the greatest you know wrestling champions in the history of, of the sport. And he also held uh, many titles too. Uh, um, he, uh, I think, he's uh, uh, still the longest uh, multiple title uh, holder that there is. Um, I know a couple are, are close to tying his mark, but he's still got the lead for how many championships he's held. You know, this is this is interesting. Uh, the I don't I can't remember when it was, and Granny was there, but we did a CWA wrestle raise in Hot Springs, and I wrestled Jerry Lawler. And in 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 it, yeah, was, like, la- yeah. it was it was in September of last year, Tim. Okay, it was September. In in, in the build up to that match, Lawler made a claim that he said he said you can go on Wikipedia and check it. But in one of his promos, he said he's held more titles, more championship titles than any other wrestler in history. I had not ever thought about that. I'd never heard that. Um, but I'll tell you, I know that I know Flair holds the most. Uh, I guess I know he holds the most NWA title. Uh, Reigns, and I think Thez owns the longest. But put all those together, and I mean, Ric Flair is was just amazing. And I've heard, I'm sure everybody has, but there's some stories about Ric Flair that just are almost unbelievable until you hear them repeated by multiple people about just how amazing in the ring he was, about what a machine he was cardio. All right. Now we have we have a few more minutes with you. One thing that we do want to do before we run out of time, uh, we're going to have you cut a little liner for us. And basically, the way it works is, uh, you know, you say, uh, "Hey, this is," and you say your name. Uh, you're listening to the Attitude Era live with the icon and the big swing, and uh, Granny Hulkster. And uh, you can say whatever else you want. And uh, I'll count you down for five seconds. And uh, if we have to do a couple takes, we'll do that, and then we'll uh, wrap up the interview. Let's give it a shot. All right, ready? Here we go. Five, four. Hey, this is former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Tim Storm. You're listening to the Attitude Era with Big Swing, Icon, and Granny Hulkster. Awesome. Cool. Uh, and one take, too. Uh, that's, well, that's great. Always. <laughs> so, now, if uh, our fans out there wanted to uh, – uh, wanted to uh, follow you and keep track. You got a Facebook page, you got an Instagram, you got a Twitter, you got a YouTube. What do you got out there? Yes, all of those. Uh, Tim Storm on Facebook, Tim Storm One, uh, Instagram. Um, I, if, if, if you if you put Tim Storm on anything, you're you're going to find me. Um, like you said, it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, one of the things that new ownership of NWA is big on is social media. And, um, you know, they got me hooked up with all that stuff, whether I, uh, I'm not a social media genius or technology guy, but they are, and they made it work. So yeah, anybody that wants to find me, uh, those are the best ways to do it. And I, you know, i I'm always looking for fans, always looking for input. So anybody that wants to find me, please reach out and reach out and yell. All right, well, there, Tim, uh, please, please, please do Granny, please do Granny a favor. Will you okay. and Roosevelt and um, your partner and I and I just t- drew a blank on his name. 
your partner for this big six-man tag team match against you and Mr. Saturday Night and Golden Girl, who I like to refer him <laughs> to as, and the mystery partner. Please take care of them for Granny, since Granny cannot be in attendance this weekend. I will absolutely do my very best, and, and that's usually that's usually pretty good. I'm, I'm a little worried about who this mystery partner is going to be, but hey, we'll figure it out. And uh, and please you know. tell and please tell everybody that that Granny sends her hellos, and you know, I I, I know Boyd and Matt Riviere is just going to be like just heartbroken because Granny's not going to be able to be there to give them lots of grief like I do so well in doing it. You know. Well, you will you will Tim, absolutely she... be there. Oh, sorry. No, I mean to cut you off. No, I was saying, is she is she as brutal to the heels as she claims to be? I mean, you know her personally. You've had experience with her. <laughs> I've, I've been on. I've been both sides of, of Granny's. So yeah, she's as brutal as she claims to be. So uh, we had. Okay. We had All a, right. That's good. We had a faction in TCW called uh, the Empire. The Empire. And Granny was not a fan. <laughs> so ah. no, I, I, I mean okay. I, I, I love I love Tim Storm a lot, but when he was with the Empire, oh no, Granny was very vicious. And matter of fact, the first time I ever met Tim Storm, and I think you probably remember this, Tim, this was before Granny was ever thought of, but you all were at a show at Springdale, Arkansas at the All Star Sports Arena when you had your long hair. That's when uh, Matt Riviere wrestled that night against um, Sean Schultz because we had his manager on, uh, what was it, Icon, a couple weeks ago? The guy with the neck brace, Anthony, whatever, you know, uh, Sean Schultz's manager, and I came down and gave him lots of grief. And and Tim Tim knows me. Even Tim knew me back then before Granny was ever even thought of. Yeah. But yes, I tell you, Tim Storm, and I tell you, I I have the most utmost respect for this man as you know, as a wrestler, as a friend. I mean, I consider him family. My my husband and my son, we all consider him family, because I tell you, we and when TCW, and he was talking about TCW being televised, I still to this day have people because they show the old reruns down in the Little Rock, Arkansas area. I still have people to this day ask me, "Hey, aren't you that lady in the yellow shirt?" I mean, you know, I yeah, Granny. Would, I mean, when if it was a show in Arkansas, whether it was Fort Smith, Clarksville, Russellville, wherever, Boonville, wherever, if it was in Arkansas, Granny was usually there. I mean, Absolutely. the only time I think the only time I think I ever missed out on TCWs when they went to Meridian, Mississippi, and New Orleans, and we even made a trip to Nashville, Tennessee for TCW because they opened for the Tennessee State Fair in 2013, and and Granny and family made a trip to Nashville. I mean, we had a lot of good times back when TCW. I mean, I have a lot of great memories Me of, too. of those days. Well, and, and uh, real quick here, uh, before before we run out of time here, we got we got about two minutes left. Uh, of course, you know everybody knows that the ego questions are coming. Uh, the icon made you a cool collector's car. Was that not the coolest thing you ever saw, or what? It was fantastic. I put it on my Facebook as my profile for a while, and I I was just looking at it, uh, looking through the the messages that we had shared, and it was fantastic, man. Thank you for doing and that. And then uh, also. Uh, you know, we got a big uh, show coming up in uh, December where we're going to uh, uh, reward our fans with uh, giveaways and whatnot. Uh, do you think you uh, might be able to send us some autographs for giveaways, too? 
Absolutely. And, and Granny, if you'll help me remember, I'll just hand them to you next time I see you. All right, and then I also—I <laughs> okay. don't know when that—I don't know when that'll be, but I mean, you know. So, yeah, well, and but, I, uh, I did—I uh, did send you the address where to send it to. If you could do that, I'll—I'll I'll even reimburse you for the postage. Ah, uh, no worries about postage. I can do that. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, you were awesome, and uh, hopefully, we can uh, have you on with us again at some point because uh, always a pleasure, uh, Tim. Really cool. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate you having me, and it, it was uh, it was my pleasure. You guys have a good night. Thanks, bud. Have a great day. All right, bye bye. Bye, Ken. The perfect storm, ladies and gentlemen. That's who that was. Tim uh, Storm. That was a, that that was fun. He was a, he was a good guy. Yeah, so he's uh, an aw- he is an awesome guy. He is an awesome guy, and yes, he yes, what he said about me, like I said, I am very brutal to the heels. I mean, because when he was with the Empire, Matt Riviera and the Golden Girl, he's a, he goes by the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. But back in the day of TCW, I still call him Golden Girl even to this day, you know. But oh yes, I was very brutal to the bad guys. So yes, he 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 knows, <laughs> he knows. <laughs> So uh, our, our, our we have a tag team that is going to be our final guest of the night. Uh, they're Mur- uh, the Murphy Boys, uh, and uh, they should be calling in shortly. And then uh, we'll uh, talk to them until the uh, end of our show. So uh, we'll just hope for the, they'll uh, they'll call in shortly, and uh, we can talk to them. So that'll be funny. Not funny. Well, fun. we do have we do have the other caller on the line, but I kind of wanted to tell you. I don't know if you were watching uh, while you were talking to Tim, but. Uh, your buddy, Kevin Owens, is in the Money in the Bank match. He won it. He's, oh, great. He's, he's going to be on the Can't pay-per-view. Wait. Yeah, he beat Bobby Lashley and Elias to, to win the Money in the Bank. All right. Yeah, so, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, again, earmuffs if you haven't watched Raw yet. But, All right. Well, it doesn't matter if we so I can. Uh, if like Eric Bischoff. He used to spoil it all the time. So. Oh, well, that's true. Okay. He also he also used to tell people what WWF was doing. Um, but I do have a question for you at the end, and if I don't have time, I can ask you off the air or something. But I had a WCW WWE question. Uh, but if we have time at the end, I'll do it. But uh, anyways, here we go. I'm going to pass him through. You do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, they are our final combatant of the night. These guys are the up-and-coming Tag team in the independent circuit today. You cannot find any better than these two gentlemen. Without further ado, I give you the Murphy boy. Hey, man, how's it going? How's it going? What's up? So we do have both guys on with us, right? Yes. Yes, sir. All right, so we know who's who. Uh, Let us know who each guy is, and I will uh, ask you some questions. Okay, so uh, this is Cameron. And this is Carson. Carson's got that nice, sexy, deep radio voice. And I left the name Carson because I'm from, uh, I'm a fan of North Dakota State. We had a quarterback, Carson Wentz. So Carson exactly. is a great name. Uh, so <laughs> Thank now, you. Uh, are you guys, you guys are brothers or cousins or? Brothers. You're brothers, okay. Brothers. So you guys have obviously been together for a long this. time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and which one is older? Me, Cameron. I'm four years okay. older than he is. All right. 
So when you guys uh, when you guys uh, uh, started uh, you know getting into wrestling and uh, what would, what uh, what made you guys uh, decide to uh, tag up? Is it that you guys could always stay together, or uh, how did uh, your teaming come about? Uh, it was always something we knew we were we didn't know how we were going to do it or in which way we would go to kind of pursue it but it kind of came to us we always knew we were wanting to we were going to be professional wrestlers and it it kind of just happened <laughs> it came to we were lucky for it to to come to us and very blessed in that matter and then once we both got into it we were like well we we've got a tag we've got the chemistry already so why not i always saw it as like something that was going to be that way i always felt like naturally we were going to tag up it just I didn't really see it in any other way. I never really saw myself as much of a singles competitor when I would dream about it as I, as much as I did a tag team. And uh, what uh, what is the current uh, company that you guys are wrestling for? Uh, right now, we we do majority of our work with uh, World Wrestling Alliance and Universal Championship Wrestling, uh, and those those are both right here in the Kentucky. Uh, Southern Indiana area. Uh, we do have a show with World Wrestling Alliance this Saturday, uh, May 19th. It's called To the Extreme. Uh, we'll have some former ECW stars on the show. Um, we'll be Sabu. Street fight. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have Sabu, Sandman, Raven, uh, and then yours truly, uh, both of us will be in a street fight against uh, the guys that we beat for the WWA Tag Team Champions uh, Championships, rather uh, called the Perfect Pair. So that'll be that'll be pretty fun. Uh, those are the two companies that we do the most work for. Uh, there's another one in Franklin, Kentucky, called New South Championship Wrestling. Uh, that's probably one of our personal favorites to go to. Uh, probably one of the best promoters in Kentucky, James Carver, down there. Um, he's a hell of a guy. He, he he has a show that he could take anywhere in this country and and put a lot of a lot of butts in seats. Now, how long have you guys uh, held the title, and how many uh, different times have you held this championship that you have, currently have? Uh, this is the first time that we've held the WWA championships. Uh, we've had them for about two months now. Yeah, about two months. Um, and we we won those just on our second match with the company. Now, uh, you said you guys are going to be in a street fight. Is that is that going to be for the titles? Yes. Yes, that's going to be okay. for the belts. Uh, no hold barred. We bring weapons, all that. I mean, it's going to be a brawl. We're ready. Well, I, ha- I, I do have good news for you guys. Any uh, Any wrestler or any tag team that's been on our show – uh, that's uh, going for a title match or going for a title offense have never lost. Uh, we have a more impressive <laughs> record than Goldberg. We are currently 178 and 0. Wow, that's awesome! And you guys, you guys that's have to make it 179 for us. <laughs> so, so don't let us down. <laughs> no pressure, guys. No pressure. <laughs> right. We'll do our best. <laughs> So, uh, how many uh, how many different companies then have you guys uh, worked for together? Oh man, 
Mm. Um, we've been in the business for uh, – we started training about a year ago. It was a little over a year and a couple months ago. Um, and then we actually had our first match on August 5th yeah. of last year. Uh, so we've kind of we've kind of taken off quick. I'd say we've worked for maybe about ten, maybe uh, maybe maybe twelve to fifteen different companies. Yeah, maybe more than that. It's yeah. been pretty. We've been pretty fortunate uh, to have a, a nice little outreach, I guess, to guys and and make good connections with a lot of guys that have been willing to take us take us along on those car rides. And we've been fortunate enough to get those lucky spots, you know, on pre shows or whatever, just whatever to get your foot in the door. Uh, and and you know get them to want you to come back more and um, work more matches for them. I mean that's that's kind of how we did with Pro Wrestling Freedom, um, a company that that we go up to in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, we got to work against a tag team called the Bomb Shelter, uh, which if you haven't had them on your show before, that would be a good a good tag or trio to have on your show because they're they're entertaining as hell. Um, and then we had who was it? It was Ring of Honor, uh, Brutal Bob Evans and Tim Hughes. They we got to wrestle with them, also. So a great learning experience. Yeah, uh, you know, we, you just, know, we don't want to get we, in trouble. Uh, one thing that we always ask, uh, you know, uh, a lot of independent wrestlers that we have on, uh, you know, everybody knows that the you know the WWE is the big dance, uh, for lack of a better term. Now, uh, as independent wrestlers, you know, your goal eventually is to get to the big show. So uh, is that something that you guys strive to do, or would you rather stay independent? Because the way, it, the way it is is, you know, when you get to the WWE, they basically control all aspects of what you do. Uh, what is your thought on that? Is that something you want to do, or do you guys just want to stay independent and keep burning up the independent circuit? Uh, I, think, I think we're trying to play it smart in the aspect of, you know, we want to make sure that we we have the the proper following and everything to make it all together. Uh, of course, you know, we definitely want to go WWE. I feel like that goes without saying. You know, in our quest that ultimately we want to we want to be those guys that made it and you know made our made our impact on wrestling and everything. Just everything in that aspect, I think, is is what we want. You know, we. We don't want to be anything short of Hall of Fame material. So, but, right. um, in that aspect, you know, increasing our value on the independent scene so that way going into, you know, a bigger company, hopefully later on in our careers, uh, we'll have that much of a, a following and a reason to be there and uh, just overall, you know, having that stock I feel like it's important. So when you guys, uh, when you guys are, are wrestling, are you guys uh... – Baby faces? Are you heels? Are you in between these, or do, do you basically let the crowd decide what you are that night? Uh, most everywhere we're uh, what you would consider baby faces, I guess, good guys. But uh, a lot, a few places we kind of just let the crowd decide, in which we still end up being baby faces a lot of times, I guess, because where you have that younger, uh, vibrant look. But uh, we've had to play both roles before. It's very interesting, but very fun. Sometimes it can be hard being heel. Uh, just because when we go to new places, sometimes people don't quite know what they want to do. So they kind of want to cheer for us because I really don't know why they want to cheer for us, to be honest with you, but uh, they do. So sometimes we just have to be those those tacky guys to make them 
you know, make them go for the baby and, and do our jobs as, as the heel in the match to to sway them towards their side. And that way we can right. business, as they call it, you know, get that heat that we want. Now, so on that note, I know that, I know that uh, Granny Hollister and uh, Big Swing have a few questions for you, so I'm going to let them go ahead and uh, ask you guys uh, a few things. Uh, go ahead, Granny. What do you got? Well, first of all, welcome to the show, guys. Um, I'm not a wrestler, by the way. I am I am just a big fan of wrestling. I have been for, for many years. And, and when I go to independent shows, I love to give the heels lots and lots and lots of grief. So, I mean, you know, and sometimes <laughs> I help the fans, like if they've never been to a, a show that, I, you know, that I go to frequently, like let's say it's their first time. I kind of say, just watch Granny. I'll show you who to boo for, who to cheer for. But I'll tell you, I have a lot of fun giving lots the heels lots of grief. So I guess my question to you is, you know, so many people, or one of my questions to you, so many people, you know, think that wrestling is fake, you know. And I remember one time I went to an independent show, and this little boy had this poster that said, wrestling is real people are fake and you know and i and i've heard i've heard more than on more than one occasion because i've i've heard this people have actually said this to my to me because being the fan that i am um you know a fan can either make you or break you in this business and without the fans you know where would you know where would wrestling be without without the fans so like, how important are the fans to you, and, you know, how do you feel about that terminology, you know, little boy had the poster, you know, wrestling is real, people are fake. I mean, what's your opinion about that? Well, you hit it You hit it pretty spot on on, on the very beginning. Um, I guess we we missed the memo that wrestling is real, right? That <laughs> people are fake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, you're the you're the fan that wrestlers love. <laughs> we we love it when fans get involved, yeah. and you know, well, you pay a ticket, you can do whatever you want. If you want to sit and just kind of observe, that's fine. That's you have every right. But you know, as a wrestler, it feels great to have fans either cheer or boo you, because honestly, at the end of the day, if we don't have fans, we're not doing our job. That's how we see it. Because the that's what wrestling is built on is uh, bringing fans into the venue bringing fans, uh, new fans and original fans to the show to provide entertainment for them. So, I mean, you know, the whole point of the wrestling show is to draw a crowd. If you're not doing that, you know, you're not getting the job done. The more the more fans you draw, the better off you'll we'll all be in the better off the wrestling business will be as a whole. I think I think our big thing is, you know, whether whether you like us or not, as long as we're eliciting some kind of reaction and, and doing it in a legitimate way, you know, I, I know recently there's been a lot of stuff in the, on social media about, you know, the, the wrestler that spit on a, a fan and all that. That's too much. Uh, there's, there's many other ways to get people involved and, and things like that. And, um, you know, baby faces, it's, it's even easier to, even easier than just making them clap. You know, there's, there's, we like getting the the variety of reactions from fans. However, we we do that, and uh, like you said, it's it's nothing without fans. And it, if it wasn't for fans, we'd just be wrestling by ourselves. And you know, it's it's 
we've we've been blessed to have a lot of awesome people that have shared stories with us that we've helped them and that's nothing in a million years that I would have imagined that we'd be able to do for people. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Well, I tell you, granny has, been. granny has been to a lot, a lot of wrestling matches over the years. And man, my, my wrestling family, they like to, they like to get granny involved somehow, some way, shape or form. Granny is somehow usually always gets involved somehow. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's you know, and you guys also have to admit, though, that, uh, you know, uh, of course, this is Eagle uh, thing here. You also got to admit that I bet you never thought that you guys would ever have a collector's card made of you guys. No, right. never. <laughs> never. Was was that not the coolest thing you guys ever saw? It's yeah. cool. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Like, we've seen people draw pictures of us, and, yeah, uh, even even as we think about it now, people have made us on – uh, WWE 2K18 and uploaded our characters to the online to be able to download from anybody. So, I mean, that's like, you know, somebody sent me a screenshot of that, and I was like, that's amazing that they took the time out to make this these 22-year-old and 18-year-old guys from Owensboro, Kentucky, on their video game for the world to see. That just that blows my mind. It means the world. It really does. Yeah. Coming, coming to an arena next, uh, coming to an arena near you, the Murphy Boys versus the Hardy Boys. Oh man, dream match! I really uh, that that would have to be our dream match. Uh, honestly, those were our idols growing up. <laughs> still are, yeah, and we still have know, that dynamic. It's it's cool. You know, I know a dream match for uh, the Big Swing would be uh, the uh, the Murphy Boys versus uh, Edge and Christian. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be, that would be amazing. <laughs> and the Dudleys while we're at it. Yeah, but. Well, well, I, I don't know if I'd want to be put through a table, though, you know? <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. I've been there. I've been there. It's it's, it's rough, but it's not as, yeah, not as uh, bad. It's it's not the table so much. It's the splinters that you have to pick out of your back. <laughs> exactly. Right, and that, that, that strip that goes around the table, that's what will get you. That's, that's what will get you hung up. Right. Uh, one thing that we do want to do here real quick, we got about, uh, I don't know, about, 10 or 10 minutes or so we're here with you. One thing that we do want to have you guys do before we run out of time is uh, cut a little liner for us. Basically what you'll do is you'll say, uh, hey, this is, and hey, this is, uh, we are the, uh, you're listening to the Attitude Air Live with the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hawkster, and you guys can say whatever else you want. Uh, I'll count you down for five seconds, and we'll see how that goes. Okay. So. All right. Ready? Five. Four, three, we're gonna two. Can you can one. you run over one more time for me, real quick? Okay, <laughs> I want to make sure I get all the points. All right, so you'll each uh, say uh, your name. Hey, this is, and hey, this is, and we are the. And you'll say together the Murphy uh, boys, and you're listening to the Attitude Era live with the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Holster. All right, we got it. All right, ready? Here we go. Five. Yo, this is Cameron. This is Carson. And we're the Murphy Boys. You're listening to Attitude Era Live. With the Big Swing, the Icon, and Granny Hulkster. Awesome. Guys, you guys, that 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 could have been That was awesome. Yeah, they got it down right away. (laughs) That was good. 
Promo's guilty. Uh, now, now, Chris, I'm sure you got some questions for these guys because they said that their one of their dream matches would be uh, them versus Edge and Christian. So, go ahead. You got some questions for them. Hmm. Okay. By the way, guys, he is a major Edge head. I will say that. Hey, that's no problem there. We both are. Chris. Chris is speechless. He can't say a question. He, he's usually full of it. I can't think of it. <laughs> he, he, he's, pro- he's probably trying to cue up Edge's theme song right now. Uh, he probably does, is. Do, if, if he does, I, I'm going to apologize now. Uh, you know. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no. Um, well, I'll tell you what, while he's waiting to come up with his question because he's speechless, which never really happens, um, yeah, if someone wanted to, if our fans wanted to follow you, uh, do you guys have an Instagram? Do you have a Facebook? Do you have a Twitter? Do you have a YouTube? What do you guys got going out there? Uh, for as far as Carson's, you could follow me at Carson Murphy MB at on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can catch me on Facebook at Carson Murphy. Send me a friend request. Yep, in similar fashion for me, um, you can follow me on Instagram, Cameron Murphy MB. Uh, Twitter, Cameron Murphy MB, and then Facebook, just Cameron Murphy. Uh, we do have a collective page on Facebook as well. Type in the Murphy Boys. Uh, make sure you throw a Z on the end there at the boys. Uh, yeah, we, we, we share a lot of our content. We share where we'll be at. We always promote shows that we'll be on. Um, we share footage, fan footage, fan photos. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, go uh, on and check them out. It's going to be enjoy. good times. I mean, uh, you know, we always love getting the Instagrams and the Facebook things from the superstars we have on the show because, like I said, the fans do check that stuff out. I mean, we have 4,000 plus a week who listen, whether it's live or whether it's playback. People are definitely checking you out. Uh, you know, it's good exposure for, for both of us. So, you know, I know that's what I'm doing as soon as uh, this next 10 minutes ends here and the show goes off the air. I'm definitely – Typing that info in and you know checking you guys out a little bit. So and Granny yeah, will have to send you all a friend request too. So Granny will yeah. have oh, to yep, send you all sure. a friend request too. So definitely, we'd now, like to be uh, you, guys, uh, you guys uh, think uh, uh, you might? Uh, I sent you the address. You think you might be able to send us some autographs for giveaways too? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Just let us know. Right, let I, us know uh, yeah, I, I sent oh, one of the address where to send it to whatever you can, whatever you guys are willing to spare. That'd be cool. Um, for sure. So, of course. Uh, before we, uh, before we uh, end the uh, interview here, do you, uh, uh, when is your next uh, uh, big event? You mentioned you got, uh, you know, you got the uh, street fight coming up. What's your event after that, or don't you guys know yet? Um, the the second. Largest one after that will probably be, let's see, after that, it'll probably be June 2nd. Um, we'll kind of be returning back to one of our home companies, uh, Universal Championship Wrestling, UCW. Uh, that'll be in Hartford, Kentucky. Um, that's more of a homecoming show. That'll be pretty fun. Uh, uh, the guy that trained us, the guy that trained us will be on there. He goes by Superb, Scott Sexton. Uh, look him up, follow him. Uh, he's He's an awesome guy, phenomenal wrestler as well. Yes, he's he's been around. He's done some some pretty neat stuff, and very thankful that he's got to share that with us. Um, uh, we we it's it's pretty cool. We get to we get to kind of come back home to to some of our boys that helped us 
get where we are now and, and share the ring with them one more time. So that'll be pretty fun. That'll be pretty fun. Definitely. Awesome. And uh, when uh, um, when you guys uh, uh, wrestle this uh, tag team uh, that you're coming up, now you said you won the titles from them. Uh, had you guys ever wrestled them before? Uh, you won the title for them. Uh, uh, are they like a long-standing rivalry with you guys? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, uh, they are now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got deep. Uh, they they started off pretty deep with us. Quick. Uh, we had them beat the first match, and uh, apparently they felt the need to tuck a chain into my brother's tights as he as he put the finish on them. So, um, uh, ref didn't quite believe that Carson didn't already have it on him. So, therefore, oh. when the referee saw he had the chain sticking out of his sights, uh, they disqualified us. Uh, they reversed the decision, rather. And so, our win that match was null and void, so to speak. And now, uh, you know, real quick, you know, all uh, you know, all good wrestlers have a uh, have a great finisher. What is uh, your guys' finisher? Do you do a tag team finish? Or do you guys each have your own individual? And if you could tell us how uh, uh, no, it works. We have a tag team finish. Called, we call it the Catch-22. It's uh, I put the opponent in a wheelbarrow, and uh, Cameron comes through with a cutter, a jumping cutter. We footage of it on Instagram, on both of our Instagrams. On all our social media, really. You can you can check it out on there. Uh, uh, do, you guys have, do you guys have a name for it? Uh, Catch-22. Yes. Catch twenty two, all right. Because I was gonna say, if you guys need a name for it, uh, the icon's got plenty of names that uh, would uh, would feature the word icon in it. If you guys didn't have a name for it, but since you got one, well, the fans actually well, chose this one for us. They yeah. they somehow came up with that one and and voted on it, and so that's what that's what we stuck with. We did a poll on Facebook, and they they were feeling that catch twenty two, so we we dubbed it after that. Uh, we. We just started doing some more single stuff too, just kind of one-off things and here and there. And um, I personally, I do a lumbar check for my finish. Uh, that's Cedric Alexander, WWE. That's his finish also. Um, and then, of course, well, of course, there's always the great uh, small package. <laughs> but also, I use like a spinning uranagi type move or a mainly a running lariat. Uh, sort of like a close on from hell type move. Oh, that's awesome! All right, well, I'll tell you. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, you guys, uh, you guys had fun with us because we enjoyed having you on with us. And uh, absolutely, uh, hopefully, uh, down the road, uh, I'll be able to contact you. and You guys can come back on with us at uh, at some time. Definitely, for absolutely, sure. for sure. Thanks awesome. for having us on. Sir, thank yeah, you. not a problem, guys. You were awesome, and we do appreciate it. And uh, I know that uh, you guys are going to be doing uh, your training. I think uh, one of you guys said you can bench press 300 pounds or at least bench press the icon, one of the two. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, let you guys get, we'll let you guys get back to that. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Guys. Thanks, guys. Oh, that, icon, was really that was cool. fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, so – I we do we do only have about uh, two or three minutes left here. I am I, I got, going I to. I gotta get this in real quick. Okay. Uh, next next week 
we have uh, Alexis Smirnoff. Uh, he is a wrestling Ooh. legend. He is like Smirnoff uh, Vodka. Yeah, well, yeah, he is the biggest heel in the history of Japan wrestling. He's going to be on with us. Oh, uh, Demetri Rose and Stella Gray is going to be on with us. We wait, wait, wait. You said the biggest people. heel. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun with Granny yeah. next week. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. All right. I, you know, um, you know I guys, I was really huh? hoping I was really hoping my friend would have called in tonight when Tim Storm was going to be on, you know, because my friend was going to be the, on the other tag team side that I was talking about because, yep. you know, I've given Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry lots of grief over the years, too, and I was really hoping he would have called in. Now, he might have oh, called boy. in just to listen, but I was really hoping... Um, I, I told him about you, Icon, and I told him about the show. You need to get um, him on on an episode. I, you really do because I tell you, he would be well, a lot of fun what, to have on here. Have him uh, have him contact me on uh, Messenger, and then we'll do it. We'll set it up. I will. I will because that's how. So Icon, know, I. I, I I gotta ask go this, and Greta, you you can you can ask your opinion as well, just because I am getting the uh, we got to go to commercial before we start up the ESPN conference final stuff. Um, back in the during the Monday Night Wars, we know that when the invasion actually it was mild. It was, to say the least, we didn't get all the best WCW stars. They kind of buried it. They made it look like it was an invasion, but it was really kind of like in terms of who they brought over and the guys that they did bring over that were big names. They buried pretty quick. But if you had to look, take booking aside. Forget about Vince Russo. Forget about those guys. Just take it on raw superstar potential alone. If you take the heyday of WWF, I'm talking 97 to, oh, let's say 2000, and you take WCW 97 to 2000, you take both those rosters and line them up like Red Rover across from each other, uh, and they got to do battle, who wins? Which roster do you think was the more star-studded, better roster? Um, I'd have to say, uh, it, well, it all depends on early. I would have to say that WCW had it, but then, uh, the WWE caught up. You know, honestly, well, you know, honestly, looking back at it, I would have to say the same thing. It pains me to say that, but I mean, you know, Triple H and the McMahon Helmsley regime didn't come into their own until 2000. Uh, you know, Undertaker and stuff was there. But, I mean, you look at Undertaker, Rock, Stone Cold. That was pretty much it from 98 to 2000. You look at WCW, I mean, you know, like I said, the Booker T's, like Luther, Sting, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Goldberg, you know, Hogan, uh, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow, Raven. Um, you know, I mean, you look at all the, the pieces, Macho Man for a while. You know, you look at all the pieces that they had, even Rick Flair back in the day, DDP. Um I just think, unfortunately, WCW was mismanaged. Um, but but uh, WCW, I, I definitely think, took that roster. The Attitude Era was written better and booked better in WWF. But I definitely think that, that the more star-studded roster was certainly WCW. That was just me. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that, too. I, I think if, if WCW had WWF's booking, we'd be watching Nitro right now. Honestly, I really do. But either way, uh, we'll see you next week. We got an Uber heel coming in. That's always going to be fun with the ultimate heel hater, Randy Hoekster and Icon, who I don't think is a hateful bone in his body unless your name is Kevin Owens. 
uh, or Drew Brees. For some weird reason, Drew Brees. But we'll get into that at another time. Well, once again, this was another Attitude Ever Live. We'll talk to you. Dead man walking. You've done it now.